thank you, Lord, for every miracle, every provision, and every deliverance that he did in the past. But I'm excited about today. Amen? We don't live in the past. We live in the now. Hallelujah. It's for somebody. Get it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to open your Bibles in the book of uh, Exodus, chapter 40. Exodus. Second book of the Bible. <laughs> Exodus chapter 40. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. At chapter 40, verse 13. Hallelujah. Let's let's read the word. It says like this. Then dress Aaron. <laughs> it's funny. Then dress Aaron in the sacred garments, anoint him and consecrate him so he may serve as a priest. Bring his sons and dress them in tunics. Anoint them just as you anointed their father so they may serve me as priests. Their anointing will be to a priesthood that will continue for all generations to come. Moses did everything just as the Lord commanded him. You know, you see, I, I want to talk to you tonight about something that is in the heart of God. I was praying, Lord, what, what message do you want to bring? What do you want to bring to, I mean, people who are going to come tonight. And, it, and you came here, the Lord has a message for you. It's about the purpose of the anointing of God. What is the purpose of revive? What is the purpose of the anointing? Why do we ask for God's anointing? Why, why does the Lord anoint people? What is the reason for? And there's a reason. And you're going to know tonight. There's a purpose. There's a mission. There's a commission. The Lord does, doesn't do anything by accident. He's, he's, a, he's a God of purpose. He's a God of mission. He's a, a specific God. He's, he targets things and He has, has His eyes on you tonight. Amen? There's a purpose for the anointing of God. There's a purpose for the power of God. There's a purpose for the presence of God. There's a purpose for the, for the Word of God. And, and, and I want to tell you something. Uh, the, you may say, oh, what, is, what is anointing? You know, many, a lot of people talk about anointing. You know? And some people think oh, anointing is like when people are shaking and falling. No, that's not the anointing. That may be the result of the anointing. I believe in that. I've seen many people, I mean, crowds falling under the power of God and being full of the power of God. But that's not, that's not it. That's the effect of the anointing. That's the consequence of the anointing. Oh, and the anointing is an energy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a good energy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's like electricity. You know, you may feel electricity, but that's the result of the anointing. But what is the anointing? I mean, the word of the, the word anoint in Hebrew it means uh, it, it is the word suk. There are two words for in Hebrew. Suk is it's actually C W K, but it's pronounced suk. It's smear over. You know, when you smear over something, and mashek to rub with oil for consecration, for separation. The Lord, what, 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 what does it mean when you are anointed? It means that you are separated, that you are consecrated for a purpose. What, what do we see here? The Lord said to Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> dress Aaron in the sacred garments, anoint him, rub him with oil, consecrate him so he may serve as a priest. 
bring his sons and dress them in tunics, anoint them just as you anointed their father so they may serve me as priests. I want to call your attention for this. It means to rub with oil. It means to smear over something for a purpose. It's a consecration for a purpose. It's a separation. It's God separating somebody for a purpose on the earth. It's, it's God separating and saying, this is mine and this is for a specific mission that I'm giving this person. So it means it's mere something consecrating for a specific purpose or function. In, a, in, the, in, the, in the past, in the old covenant, you know, the anointing was, was, was limited. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord was, was upon priests, upon kings, and upon the prophets. But we live in a better covenant with better promises. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And we have the Holy Spirit upon us. If you're a believer in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you have the right to have the Holy Spirit upon you. You are anointed by Him. You are called by Him. You are separated by Him for a purpose. So the anointing today is the presence of the Holy Spirit being smeared upon the people. It's rubbing with oil. Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. It's the, the presence, the, the, the glory of God, the power of God being upon someone for a specific purpose. Go to the book of Luke, chapter 4. Hallelujah. The purpose of the anointing is the smearing of the, whole, the presence of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. And that may cause people to fall because of the glory. And that may cause people to shake. And that may cause people to laugh. But these are the results of the anointing. The real anointing is the very presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's the tangible presence of God. And it comes for a specific purpose. Here we see Jesus. He opened these scrolls. And He said, The Spirit of the Lord out of Isaiah, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. I want to stop here. He has anointed me. For what? He has separated me, has consecrated me, has smeared His presence upon me. What for? To preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He has anointed, anointed me too. There's a reason why you're anointed. We're not here just to have a good meeting. We're not here just to, so you can be touched on your emotions. I know that's wonderful and I love it. But the anointing comes on your life to produce some results. Some real results on your life. Every time the Lord anointed somebody was for something. When he, when he said, dress Aaron and, and anoint him for, for he may serve me as a priest. Serve me. A lot of people, I mean, everybody wants the anointing. Do you want to be anointed? Oh yeah, I want to preach the gospel in the nations. I have a mighty calling from God to the nations. And there are many people that want to preach the gospel, and, but for different reasons. Many people have a wrong idea of what being anointed is. They think you're supposed to, to be anointed so everybody can, you know, 
give you accolades and, and compliment you all how great you are. How great thou art. Not for God, but for, for you. Some people want to be anointed so they can have others serving them. Jesus said, I didn't, the Son of Man didn't come to serve, but uh, I mean, to be served, but to serve. He said, anoint Aaron so he may serve me as a priest. This, um, the anointing of God is for service. It's not for you to be served, it's for service. A lot of people want to be anointed so they can have, you know, armor bearers that can kiss their feet. <laughs> I want to be anointed of the Lord. You have no idea of, 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 of what, what the anointing is for. The anointing is for something, to preach the good news, to serve, to be active in the kingdom of God. The anointing is not for fame. Though fame may happen, Jesus was famous. I mean, Jesus, it, it, there was a, a time that Jesus was so famous that he could not even get into a town because there was big crowds always pressing for him. But he didn't say, I was anointed so I could be famous. I was anointed to draw a big crowd. I was anointed. No, I was anointed to preach the good news, to give recovery of, of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so the Lord wants to smear His presence upon our life tonight with His power, with His glory, with His love. He wants to smear His oil upon you for your calling. He wants to activate your calling. Hallelujah. There's a reason for the power of God. And the reason is He wants you to be a witness for Him. He wants to be a witness wherever you go. You tell about Jesus. Wherever you go, you represent Him. You are His representative on the earth. You are His ambassador. We are the embassy of God on the earth. Hallelujah. How many know that the embassy of a country represents the rights of the country? Represents the culture of the country? Represents everything that the country is about? And we are the embassy of heaven on earth. We represent heaven on earth. Hallelujah. We represent our faith. Represent the faith of heaven. Jesus said. Jesus prayed. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. We bring heaven to earth. You don't have to wait until eternity to experience heaven. You can experience heaven right now, here. Oh, I want to be with Jesus with all eternity. Yes, that's wonderful. But you can experience heaven on earth here right now if you just believe it and grab for it you have the right for it we are the embassy of heaven we represent heaven we represent the king of kings and lord of lords and he has anointed you for a purpose he has anointed me for a purpose for a mission you have a mission from the lord i'm excited <laughs> if you don't get excited after that I don't know what will get, get you excited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Go to the book of Acts. Chapter 10.
verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The purpose of the anointing. Why, why was Jesus anointed? Why do you want to be anointed? What is the reason the Lord wants to anoint your life tonight? Listen to this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good. People who are anointed do something. You're never anointed to sit on the pew and listen to the preacher. You mean that I need to be a preacher, Hermes? No, that's not what I mean. I mean that you need to be active in the kingdom of God. Of God. God doesn't anoint anybody just to sit in pews. That's not the purpose of the anointing. He doesn't release his presence for nothing. Oh, wonderful. We're enjoying the presence of God. Yeah, what are we going to do with the presence of God? I mean, some of you may have, may have a calling from the Lord to do something in some area for children. Got people working with kids. Some of you are called to work in the hospital. Some of you are called to work in the, in the, the business field, but taking the message of the gospel to the business field. Some of you are called for, for different things, for different areas. But you're called to something. Everybody, every Christian has a call to do something. We got too many people who are like spiritually fat because they just eat, eat, eat and do nothing. <laughs> oh, I love the word of God. Yes, awesome. I love it too. What are you doing with it? I love the power of God. Really? What are you doing with the power of God that is inside of you, that's resident upon you and inside of you? Hallelujah. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. After Jesus was anointed, what did he do? He went around doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. The anointing the power of God, the smearing of God's presence cause you to do something. Go to Acts chapter 4. We're running through the word. <laughs> Acts chapter 4 verse 31. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. It says like this. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Listen to this. They prayed and the place was shaken. Sometimes we, re we read things in the Bible and we don't imagine them how they really are. You just read, oh, they prayed and the place was shaken. What well, awesome. No, you don't, you don't understand that. It's like we're here, we pray, and this room begins to shake with the power of God. 
Can you imagine? Can you picture that on your mind? They prayed. Their prayer was so powerful, was so genuine, so sincere, so inspired by the Holy Spirit that it was able to shake buildings and to physically manifest the kingdom of God. A, a, a tangible presence of God. And that's what I'm talking about tonight. A tangible anointing. An anointing for results. An anointing for real manifestations of the kingdom of God. To the point that people, even unbelievers, will see and they cannot say anything contrary to it. They cannot deny it because it's real. It's His presence, His power, His glory, His cloud. is so real that nobody can deny it. And that's the kind of anointing that God is pouring out in these last days. It's such power and such manifestation that people look and see God is there. Like Peter and John went to the gate, beautiful gate. And there was a crippled man from birth. Everybody knew that man. And everybody knew that he could not walk. And he was a beggar. And he said, give me some money. I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I give unto thee. In Jesus' name, rise up and walk. That man rose up and walked. And I mean, there were Pharisees and Sadducees and all types of seeds and, and, <laughs> and masters of the law. And doctors of the law, and doctors of this, and, and philosophers, and, and historians, and all kinds of, of people. But they could not deny what the Lord did. They, they look at the man, the man was crippled. Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, the power, the anointing, the presence, the glory, the fire that I have, and the name that I know in Jesus' name, rise up and walk. was able to give strength to those legs. And the man walked. And not only walked. It would be wonderful if he, he walked. But he not only walked. He came running, jumping, leaping, and praising God. Give a clap to Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's, that's the kind of anointing that God's pouring out in those last days. It's a kind of anointing that's a tangible, real, that people will not be able to deny it. And you may say, wow, that's powerful. But that anointing that was upon Peter caused him to do something. The apostles, the disciples, they prayed and the place was shaken. It's the kind of anointing of a, of a tangible, is mirroring of the presence of God that will affect cities and it will affect towns and villages and countries and states with the power of God and people look at it, at it and say something is going on you know they said you know Peter and John these men are illiterate they don't know I mean they didn't study but they walked with Jesus they said there's something about them that, and they had to beat them and tell them to shut up they said we cannot stop talking of the things we've seen we cannot stop proclaiming the gospel we cannot stop proclaiming the good news hallelujah 
And that's the kind of anointing that the Lord wants to pour out in these last days. And He's actually pouring out. He's pouring out. In our ministry, we have seen miracles that people, I mean, everybody knew those people. And they knew they were not fake. They knew that I didn't give them money for them to testify. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't buy them. I didn't uh, 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 talk to them before the service because I didn't even met them before. I didn't even meet them before. Kind of miracles that people will be able to testify of the real God that we serve. I was in, in Brasilia, the capital of Brazil last year. And we're doing a healing crusade, uh, miracles, souls, revival, fire, Holy Ghost crusade. And, the, and there was a healing line, and there was a, a girl who was born deaf, who was born mute. She never spoke, she never heard. And she came to the line, and then I didn't know about it. They know who she was, never seen in my life. I mean, everybody knew who she was. And uh, the person was with her said, no, she never heard and she never spoke. I was like, wow. But when, it, when the anointing is upon you, when the smearing of the Holy Spirit is upon you, the presence of God, the blanket of the anointing, the power of God, man, I'm telling you, that gives boldness. Because you're not afraid to pray for the sick. Because you know what God has placed inside of you. What You know what the anointing, the power of God is inside of you for something. The anointing doesn't come just so you can preach good and you can say hallelujah. It comes for something. <laughs> Glory. I pray for that lady, that girl, in Jesus' name, release the presence of God. She began to cry. She fell to the floor. Nine-year-old girl. And everybody was like, every eye was upon that girl and upon me. Let's see if he's a false prophet. Let's see if he truly has the power of God. But I know that the power of God is his power. It's his glory. It's his honor. It's his credit. It's his gospel. It's his word. It's not my word. We're just representatives of his word. Of his gospel. Of his mission. Of his mandate. So I said in Jesus name. I command you your ears to be open in Jesus name. And that lady fell, to the, that girl fell to the floor. She was crying. When she stood up, she was weird. She was like, her eyes were big. Just look at everybody, it was like weird. You know? And then everybody was like, wow, can you hear me? And then she was like, she was like scared. And everybody was looking at her. And then she began to hear. And then when everybody saw, she began to speak the first words. And the first word that she, she spoke was glory to God. <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah and everybody knew, knew that girl I mean her dad came crying to the platform giving the testimony she, she went home later on and she was reading out loud from her homework she had hearing aids I mean the hearing aids were, were for nothing because it didn't work anyway they were just trying to make her hear but I mean she took off the hearing aids and was hearing without the hearing aids that's the gospel of the kingdom of God. It's a gospel of true manifestation of the glory and the presence of God. That's what the anointing is for. It's to show who God is. It's a separation for a specific purpose. Hallelujah. And, and 
this was just an example. We've seen like many deaf ears in this, this last trip to Brazil. I believe I've, I've seen at least, at least seven to eight deaf people who heard. There's a video on, on YouTube, you know, of, of the girl. I mean, it was powerful. She was deaf for many years of both ears. She could not hear at all. Her mom brought her to the service. This was like three weeks ago, actually. It's not that far away. <laughs> she brought her to the service and she, she prayed before she went to the service. She said, Lord, I don't want to go to the service just to, to watch the service. I, wanna, I want my daughter to hear again. I want my daughter to be healed. And you have the power. And she prayed that. I didn't know the lady. I didn't know the girl. I didn't know anybody in the church. I went there. She, I said, what's the problem? She said, oh, she's deaf of both ears. I was like, okay, there's a solution for it. In Jesus' name. I mean, I prayed for her ears. It popped open. She began to hear everything. She began to hear like this. I was like, repeat this. And she was, she was, I was behind her, and she was repeating every snap of the finger that I was doing. I began to say things. She began to, to say things after me. I mean, it was recorded. I mean, everybody saw it, and everybody knew it was not fake. Her reaction, the, the mom's reaction, fell on her knees, crying and praising God for it. On the same service, there was a lady who had a bent over back from birth. She walked like this. How many heard of the woman of the Bible, the book of Luke? She used to walk like this. And Jesus said, I got to set her free from the spirit that's binding her. And there was this lady in Rio de Janeiro. She was walking like this. She was born like this. She walked like this. She went to the service. I didn't know the lady. Laid hands on her. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't even pay attention to what the problem was because it was a crazy service. So I didn't even like keep looking at everybody, you know, prayed for everybody. She fell to the floor and she said she, was, she felt like she was fluctuating. She was like, like flying. She, it was not like she was on the floor. When she got up, her back, back dead like this, her spinal column. It turned straight. And said, I never walked straight in my entire life. That's the power of God. We've seen people with uh, bones that went out of place in their knees in the south of Brazil. I was preaching in the middle of, of, of the worship, of the presence, of the glory of God. We released words of knowledge, words of healing. The lady had, I mean, she could not walk, that her knee would be out of place. The, the joints were out of place. She wrote the testimony later on that during the worship and during the, the, the release of the words of knowledge, her, and she could hear a pop on her knees. Pow! And then it became into place. And she's walking with high heels and everything that she could not do for years. That's the manifestation of the kingdom of God, the tangible, real power of God, raw power of God. And that's what churches need today. It's, it's time for the church to stop preaching the gospel without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know what some preachers need to do? They need to quit ministering, get a job. Yes. Because it's void words, no power, no love, no compassion, nothing. And you know what, what, you, what you can accomplish without the anointing? 
nothing. Zero. You know how many people will be saved and healed? Zero. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. It's his gospel. You better have his anointing. If you don't have it, preachers who don't have the anointing, stop preaching and go to get the anointing. <laughs> I'm not saying you need to be perfect. Any, any, I mean, I'm not saying that you, you're responsible for all results, but what I'm saying is if your message is not produced anything, you better check it. Because something is wrong. I don't see that in the Bible. I see, I mean, I see the disciples, the apostles, they preach and something happened. Something takes place. Nothing's going on. So God is not there. What do you mean he's not there? He's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's everywhere, but he doesn't reveal his presence and he doesn't manifest his presence in every place. If I ask you, is God in the bar? Yes, he is in the bar, but he's not revealing his presence in the bar. Is God in the club, the strip club? Yes, he is there. Of course, he's, he's everywhere. But is he revealing his presence and power and glory in the strip club? No! The same with churches. Like a big, you know, big advertisement of name and that. I'm not saying about this. I'm just giving, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just giving an example. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's what happens, yeah. So what I'm saying is this. You may have you may have the best website, the best quality stuff, and the best media, and the best TV program, and you've got the backing of, of uh, 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 I, I'm not going to say name, but you've you got the backing of big broadcast networks, and you got, I mean, the fame and the advertisement, you got no anointing. I didn't want that. You know, it's, it stinks. That's why many places in America are in trouble. That's why, I mean, you go to church and you see no results. It's a lack of the smearing of God's presence on the preachers and on the leadership. And that's why you see sick people because you got sick leaders leading sick people and the, and jesus said that i mean a blind cannot lead a blind they'll both fall into the pit hallelujah but it's time for the church to rise up it's time for the church to wake up it's time for the church to shine let your light shine before men so they may see your good deeds and praise the god who the father who is in heaven let your light shine and it is not the little light of the little light of mine it's not little this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine let it shine no it's a big light it's a lighthouse of the holy ghost and it's time to rise up it's time to wake up it's time to get activated it's time to get active in the anointing and the power and the flow of the life of god Woo! jesus thank you lord
there's a purpose for the anointing. And the purpose is to preach the good news. To release the oppressed. To speak the word of God boldly like, like we see here. And they, were, they prayed in the meeting. The place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And spoke the word of God boldly. The infilling of the Holy Spirit will cause you to speak the word of God boldly. The infilling of the Holy Spirit and cause you to do something with what, with what you have. It's like having a lot of money on the bank and not doing anything with it. It's like a millionaire got millions of dollars and you don't do anything with that. There are some Christians, I mean, they have the anointing, they have the presence, they have the calling, but they're not acting in their calling. They're not acting in what they got. And I'm here to tell you tonight, do something with what you already have. You never know how strong you are until you act on something. How many have ever been to a gym here? Let me see how many are fit here. <laughs> you know, when you, <laughs> when you begin to work out, you know, I mean, you never carry a whole lot of weight at first. You never go there and say, oh, I'm going to carry 200 pounds. I'm strong. It doesn't work that way. You start with little. And go. <laughs> and then you go. I mean, after a week, two weeks, three weeks, you see, wow, it's, it's, it's lighter now. I can carry more. The same with the things of God. I mean, you say, oh, I want to pray for the blind and, and deaf and, you know, and mute. And I want to see them healed. I mean, you start praying for the headaches first. What are you doing with the, with the sick friends that you have? Are you praying for them at least? Do something with what you already got. Start where you are. I mean, if you never pray for the sick, you're never going to see one sick healed. I've never seen healings. Have you ever prayed for the sick? No, no, I haven't. So, I mean, how can you expect to see healings if you never pray for the sick? I've never seen anybody saved. Really? Have you ever preached the gospel? No, not really. So how are you expecting to see somebody saved if you don't preach the gospel? I've never seen anybody baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not me praying for them. Have you ever prayed for somebody for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit? No. You're never going to see them. Do something with what you got. Do something with the anointing that you already have. And God will give you the increase. For somebody here, get it? Do something with the anointing that you have from Him. And God will give the increase. Hallelujah, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Some people say, I want to go to the nations. I want to preach the gospel to multitudes. Really? Have you ever preached to five people, to ten people, to twenty people, thirty, forty, fifty? Start with what you have. The Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. 
Some people want to be too big, and they, they want to build around fame, and they want to build around uh, the reputation that they have by man. But it's not about what men say or men thinks. It's about what God says and what God thinks. And then the anointing is not from men, the anointing is from the Lord. And the Lord is, He owns the anointing. And He anoints whoever He wants. He chooses whoever He wants. There's nothing you can say about it. There's nothing you can, I mean, you can question, you can say, Oh, it should have been me, and, and I should have done this, and, and I'm more qualified. And the Lord say, No! The Lord knows what He does with His anointing, His power, His gospel, His mission, His calling. It's, it's His work, it's His mission, it's His kingdom. We're partakers of the kingdom of God. We've got the joy to work with Him, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And I know that the Lord wants to give you fresh oil of His anointing. He wants to smear His presence. We're going to pray for everybody in this place. We're going to wreck everybody in this place with the power of God. In Jesus' name, it's time for the church to not get drunk on wine where there's excess, but be drunk with the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit. Singing and making melodies on your heart to the Lord. Making melodies on your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. I've been to meetings where the, the anointing of the presence and the glory was so strong that people had to be carried home. I was just in Brazil, like I said, and there were meetings where literally people were carried home because of the presence of this mirror of God's anointing and wine of the Holy Spirit. So strong. There was a girl, 11 years old, that she was, I mean, she was on the line for prayer. I didn't even touch her. She began shaking under the power of God, vibrating under the power of God. She fell to the floor crying like a baby. And she began to speak in other tongues. She had never spoken in tongues before. She was so full of the Holy Spirit that their parents had to carry her home. Just around midnight, they were carrying her home. And people, I mean, it's crazy. Like ministers being carried home by the power of God. It's time for, for ministers to, to, you know, to come out of the pedestal and humble themselves before the Lord. And say, Lord, I want it. Lord, I want your power. I want a fresh touch of your anointing. I want a fresh touch of your presence. I desire it. I hunger for it. For the real manifestation, tangible anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because that's the only thing that's going to make the difference. TV programs will not make the difference if there's no anointing. You can, I'm broadcast all over the world. Yes, if there's no anointing, I mean, nobody's going to get saved and healed. I mean, I mean, 150 nations, really. Wonderful if you got the anointing, that's awesome. Go for it. But if you have no anointing, it's not going to get any results. Do you want real results? You need the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. And some of you were touched by the Holy Spirit before, for the oil, by the oil of the Holy Spirit. But you know, I mean, there's, there are times of, there are different walks and different seasons. Like Pastor Melanie was I had different seasons that we go through in life. And you know how many know that, I mean, you got to change the oil of your car. Every 3,000 miles or a little more for some of you, I don't know. I'm 
I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, every time you got to change your oil car, otherwise it will affect the engine. Because you got the oil and then you, you run too much and you go, I mean, with the car, with the road too much and every 3,000 miles you got to change the oil. You got to have a fresh oil. And some of you have been touched by the Holy Spirit, by the oil of the Lord, which is the oil represents, it's a type of the Holy Spirit. And you've been touched by the oil, by the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit, but you've run too many miles. You've run too many miles. You've encountered problems and difficulties and barriers, and you've gotten tired, and you've gotten oppressed sometimes, and you've got downcast, and you've got some things that came your way and you run, ran too much you spend too much energy and and now it's time that the lord says you need a fresh oil on your engine on your spiritual engine and i'm here to pour out fresh oil and fresh fire and fresh glory from my presence on your life glory of you have lost the joy. You see, the joy of the Lord is one-third of the kingdom of God. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you take the joy out, you got one-third missing. And some of you have missed the joy. I mean, the first thing that the, the, the Apostle Paul said to the Galatians is, is like, what happened to their joy if you read the book of Galatians? Because they were, I mean, following different teachings. They were following different uh, uh, doctrines and the, law, and, and the apostle Paul said, what happened with her joy the first thing that he noticed and the first thing that you miss when you, you stop uh, connecting with the presence of God is the joy you lose the joy and because of and if you have no joy the Bible says that the, the book of Psalms that in this presence in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy the Bible says that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness, of joy, above all his fellows. I was just in Brazil, and we were uh, visiting a place, me and some friends, and, and there's a big Catholic church, and uh, we came in just out of curiosity, you know, it was during the day, and there was a big statue of Jesus laying, and he was all hurt and bruised, and people were crying, crying for, for, for his body, I was like, man, I feel like saying, hey, hello, are you guys crazy? <laughs> he's not here, he's not bruised, he's not whipped, he's alive, he's alive, he reigns, he's the king of kings and lord of lords. Stop doing this ridiculous thing. <laughs> but wh 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 why am I saying that? Because you know, religion will cause you to do that. Religion will rob your joy. Religion will rob the real joy of the Lord. Ha <laughs> ha. Will rob you of His presence. And when you are robbed of His presence, you are robbed of His joy. And some of you need a fresh touch of the joy of the Lord on your life 
tonight the smearing of your Lord rubbing with oil Suk the word in Hebrew I forgot the other ones complicated but it means rub of the oil you need some rub of the oil of the Holy Ghost <laughs> hallelujah I feel the presence of God the wind of the Holy Spirit. I feel the power of God. And the power of God comes with a purpose. And the purpose is to touch your life and to transform your life and to transform your mind. And there have been mindsets that have been stuck on wrong ideas. And the Lord wants to change your mind tonight. The Lord wants to change the way you think, the way you see yourself. He wants to empower you and He wants you to show you that you're anointed, you're separated, you have a purpose, you have a destiny, you have a mission, you have a calling, you're not here by accident, you're not born by accident. There's a reason why we are here. There's a reason why your heart is beating. There's a reason why you're breathing. There's a reason why you have oxygen on your lungs. Many people are dying this very second. They are going to eternity. But we are alive and we are alive with a purpose. Hallelujah. And we have been anointed and separated and consecrated. And he's saying tonight, dress them, rub them with oil, consecrate them. Because I have called them to a purpose and to a mission. Glory. Dress Aaron with the tunic rub him with oil and separate him for he may serve me as a priest we are priests and kings unto the Lord we are priests and kings unto the Lord we are called to serve the Lord he's not your servant you are his and you are his child Lift up your hands right now. Where you are, close your eyes. To the power of God. Close your eyes right now. Come on. He wants to, to give you fresh oil tonight for those of you who are tired and are, are, you know, I mean, sometimes you go through things that make you tired and then it's not by your strength that you overcome them. It's by the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit, the joy of the Lord. He wants to fill you again. He wants to, to touch you again. He wants to, to change your oil. It is time to change your oil and so that your engine will run smoothly and will run with, with fire and will run with a turbo with a run for uh, with the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's time for the smearing of God's oil on you right now. The smearing of God's anointing. The purpose of the anointing of God is going to come to pass in your life. 
the reason why he called you the reason why he he, he separated you he called you for a purpose and for a mission Shukarama.